0: What episode is this? Four. Episode four Accidental Anal. <laughs> That's the name of this episode. You have anal in your story? Uh, y- actually. There
1: you go. Yes. Have,
0: have fun, guys. <laughs> Close my
1: door. Bye. Love you. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> Welcome to This Week in Crime. I fuck his armpit. he's just the entire conversation about sex that I'm probably gonna cut out. Oh no. Yeah. Um, so, unfortunate Minecraft story that we have. Should <laughs> we
0: introduce ourselves first?
1: Should we? You yeah, probably.
0: Okay, well That's I'm, Crystal,
1: I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm Crystal.
0: Yeah, tell me your Minecraft story. My
1: Minecraft story. So Cody has a Nintendo Switch, and he really wants us to play games together, but he doesn't have a lot of co-op games because he bought all of his games thinking he was- fucking single and he's not. Um and we wanted to play Minecraft together and I have Minecraft Java and so he found out that the Minecraft on the Switch was crossplay so you could play it across any platform. That was fine. So we bought it and he he played it while I was at work and when I got off we were going to play it together. But it turns out that um Microsoft has nothing to do with the Java Minecraft for the most part. Microsoft owns the Windows 10 version of Minecraft. So if we wanted to crossplay, I was going to have to buy that motherfucker again, for $30, and it's not happening, and Microsoft is just a money-hunger piece of shit, so we returned and got Mario Party.
0: Fine. Yeah. So we'll be playing that. Josh didn't want to come hang out with us, because he wants to give his dad a nightstand.
1: Well, I mean, that's fine, because we only have three controllers. Great. I have four, but Cody lost his, or broke it or something. Great. So Josh couldn't play anyway.
0: I'm sure he wouldn't mind.
1: Um, uh, how, was, how was your week been? It was fine. I just spent, like, $40 on books today because I have literally no self-control. I wanted to go to Half Price Books because Half Price Books is cheaper than Barnes & Noble, but we went to Barnes & Noble instead. And had Mexican burritos, which Cody probably spilled all over the bag. Because this boy has no idea how to carry in leftovers whatsoever. Like, he doesn't know you have to hold them straight up so that <laughs> way shit doesn't spill. And one time we were coming in with our Olive Garden leftovers and we had gotten, like, dessert- to go and it came with the chocolate syrup and I was like you have to hold it straight up or that chocolate syrup's going to come out of that bowl and he was no there's a lid and I was like no it's, it's going <laughs> to spill if you don't hold it straight up and so he held it straight up and just lost an ability to do literally everything <laughs> else and he dropped everything that wasn't that chocolate syrup and I was like literally what the fuck he was like you carry in leftovers weird and I was like no I carry in leftovers so they don't fucking spill but like okay
0: I ate McDonald's and I was going to buy you some but then I was like no wait Cody's over there and I don't want to buy Cody food because I can't afford it <laughs> so then I just bought myself food.
1: I mean, we went out for Mexican today anyway, so it's okay.
0: Yeah, I kind of figured you guys would eat or we'd all go out together.
1: Yeah, I like mean, we could go something. out. Cody really wants to go to the Cincinnati Mall, like the Dud Mall. Today? Yeah.
0: I mean, I would love to, but it's snowing.
1: I know. I, we didn't talk about the snow. We were talking about it like two days ago. But he was like, well, I don't know if they'd want to go after bowling because Katrina always is like, I have to work in the morning. I want to go home by like 8.30. So,
0: I have to work in the morning. Go without me. I'm sleepy. Yeah, I told him, I was
1: like, we don't have to go with them. We can just go because he likes taking pictures. Yeah. And there's nothing to do but walk around in there because there's an arcade and a bass pro that's open and that's it.
0: Oh, yeah. Josh is gonna be so mad if you go without him. <laughs> I'm gonna go without him anyway, though. If Cody still wants to go, it's snowing. I had a whole list of things to talk about and I've immediately forgot them all. I hate my fucking job. I have made like no money the past two days and I've had nothing but big parties and a bunch of fucking income tax people. And I just fucking... I don't care if you're not used to eating out. Tip your fucking server, because she's going to come to your house and fucking murder you. Um, I'm exhausted.
1: I angry yelled at my supervisor yesterday, because usually... So my work environment is really lax, and it's fine. And usually we like curse at each other, and we yell at each other all the time. But yesterday, I was stocking like laundry detergent and air fresheners and stuff like the chemicals. And right next to chemicals is the infant's department, and there was a spill of baby body wash on the floor and maintenance had been called twice within the like the last hour to clean it up and maintenance just like wasn't coming I don't know what the problem was maintenance was not coming and so I was like I'm tired of having like look at that every second and make sure that nobody slips on it and steps on it because I couldn't find like a wet floor sign so I just took some like spill stuff that you use and cover it up but it took me like 20 minutes to clean up because it's not a liquid it's a gel and it takes forever to congeal and sweep up and stuff and in that time that it took me to clean up I got called three times next to back to the aisle that I was working in but I was right next to the aisle and I was cleaning which is just my fucking job and I knew that it was my supervisor who was calling me because he was the only one there because the managers were switching shifts and I didn't have one on the clock right then and I went back there and I was like call me one more time call me one more time and I'm cleaning up a fucking spill call me one more time I was so mad (laughs) and he was like well I didn't know I didn't see you and I was like okay well I was right next to the aisle I was supposed to be in shut the fuck up but he texted me later that night. He was like, Well, I just, his grandma just died. And he's like, I wasn't myself today. I just laid my grandma to rest. And I was like, Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. He's like, You're just doing your job. I was like, Yeah, it's fine. So we're cool. Me and my supervisor are cool. But it really pissed me off. But that's all.
0: I had this, sorry, you said grandma died. And I w- wished death on an old woman yesterday. Because, okay, listen, I'm a server, I get big parties, it happens. But yesterday I was supposed to leave at 2 p.m. And at 2 p.m. rolls in a fucking seven top and i'm the only one with tables who can take it (laughs) so i'm like okay fine give me them but this is my last table i'm going home right you would fucking think so (laughs) so i get this table their drinks you know i'm taking their order and this lady goes uh can i get some water for my kid and like her kid is little so i'm assuming it's to make a bottle and i said yes would you like warm water and she said regular water i work in a restaurant regular water is cold water So I brought her cold water and this old ass fucking grandma's bitch gets in my face and goes, are you stupid? I looked at her and I was like, bitch, excuse me. And she said, you brought us ice water to make a baby's bottle. And I went to my manager and I was like, this bitch just asked me if I was stupid and I'm about to act real stupid. And my manager was like, please hold it together. She'll hold it together after this table. You get to go home after this table. You get to go home. So I'm holding on to that. So tight. I get the mother the proper water for her baby. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, you said regular water. I wasn't really thinking. I just brought you the cold water. Even though that's what you told me what you wanted, bitch. Fine. And she's like, it's fine. You know, she's being really sweet. So then this bitch gets the fruit. And she fucking looks at me and goes, your fruit is cold. <laughs> yes, bitch. It sits in an ice bath. What, what, you, what? And I literally walked, I walked to the back and I walked to like over by where the freezer was and I just put my head in my hands and just slid down the fucking ground. I was just holding my face. I was like, I fucking, I can't, I can't, I fucking can't. And my manager's like, are you okay? And I was like, she just fucking told me that the fruit's too cold. She was like, "It's fine, like it's gonna be okay. You get to go home after this." So I get them their food. Fucking fruit lady is okay with the rest of the fruit and like her cold pineapple, whatever. Fucking stupid ass old bitch. And they're like, "We need you to take a five top." <laughs> and I was like, "I wanna go home. I wanna go home. <laughs> I wanna do it." And they're like, "Please, please, nobody else can take it." Da 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 Fucking bullshit. Even though there were other servers that could take it, they should not fucking want to. Okay, fine. You know my table's got. By the time this table leaves, the five tops gonna be ready to leave. Fine. Get them set up. Get them their drinks. My 7 top leaves. My 5 top is just eating their dessert. I am ready to go home. It is like 2.45 by this point. In comes the 9 top. This bitch seats them in my section and goes, You can take them, right? And I was like, No, I'm off the floor. And she went, Well, they're already in your section. So I had to take them. So I didn't get to leave early. I left at 3.30 on the fucking dot. I transferred that table to one of the other servers. They were fucking lucky I came in today. I was fucking irritated, but I got to leave early today, so I made up for it.
1: I had a customer come in yesterday, so yesterday I was like having a bad day. It was a bad day at my work. My supervisor was fucked up. I was fucked up. It was terrible. So, I'd, like the customers were getting to me, and I have a supervisor. I have two supervisors, and they're both they both have the first the same first name and the same last initial, so you can't call them by their first name and last initial because it's all the same. Uh, but one of them is black and one of them is white. So one of them is white one, one of them is black one. The white one is the one that I yelled at. He's really cool. The black one is ridiculous, and I'm not being racist. He's fucking stupid, and I can't stand him. Um, not because he's black, just because he's stupid. Yeah, because he's a terrible supervisor, and he always... He told me that his tactic was that if he's about to get fired at one store, he transfers to another so that way he doesn't get fired. And his record gets wiped, and he's fine for another, like, a year and a half. And then he transfers to another store until he, like, lives in fucking Washington. I don't know. but strikes so, We have paper towels and toilet paper and those are like the easiest you do yes it's easiest way to run and you should be able to run an entire pallet full of it in like half an hour 20 minutes which is fine but i work slow and i i don't care and it's not like and on the days that they need me to be somewhere else i'll work fast but usually i work kind of slow because i don't want to stock other things i don't like stocking baking i don't like stocking snacks i like stocking paper and he i pulled out a, a, a pallet of paper and they were like, okay, get it done in 30 minutes. And so I was busting my ass to get this pallet of paper done in half an hour. First of all, it took me an hour. And nobody said a damn thing to me. And he watched me do it. He, There were three pallets of it. And he was starting to take out cartfuls from the back room into the aisle and stock them. And he wants me to get an entire, like, pallet done in 30 minutes. He did an entire cart in 45 minutes, which is like an eighth of a pallet. And it really pissed me off. But then I had this other lady, because I work... And we're allowed to work with one of our earbuds in as long as we can hear the announcements. We can hear supervisors. You can have music in your ear. And I listen to podcasts while I work. Um, and so I had one earbud in, in my right ear. And this white lady comes up to me, and she's on my right. And she starts doing the hello and waves in my face. Like I have both of my earbuds in and can't fucking hear her. And she's like, Is this all of your paper plates? And it's like a whole third of the aisle. And I was like, hmm. Unless you want like party paper plates that are blue and green. They're all here, and she was like, "No, I want white ones." And I was like, "Well, then you're in fucking luck, because this is all of them." And she didn't like that. I didn't say that. I was like, "Well, this is all we have." And she was like, well, "Are you sure?" I was like, mm-hmm, "I think so." And just customers were getting me. There's this one lady who's old, and she had like a rubber turtleneck and a uh, uh, turtleneck, no chicken neck, <laughs> turkey neck. Turkey. You yeah. Just had a rubber turtleneck. No. I was <laughs> like, what "The fuck does that mean?" She had like a turkey neck, and she was like nodding her head at me furiously, and it was just wiggling.
0: <laughs> uh, it was a bad day but it's fine somebody else really got on my oh this we have this dude that works in the back i work in a restaurant right Mm -hmm. so back of house is like really fucking important they're like kind of what keeps the whole show together because i can do everything in my power to make these people have a good ass time but if they don't eat food like they're not gonna tip me yeah (laughs) so this fucking motherfucker okay i get my seven top I ring it in, and I'm doing everything to help him other than, like, literally cooking the fucking food. Like, I'm doing all the side prep. I got my fucking own spaghetti, even though I'm not supposed to. Like, I'm busting my ass for this piece of shit. And he turns to me, and he goes, I should just walk out of here right fucking now and leave you guys alone to deal with this. First off, motherfucker, you walk out, I'm walking out, because I'm not going to be here without a cook. Second off, you fucking get paid for this. You get paid hourly. You could sit down on the fucking ground and still make your $10 an hour. And like he, he wasn't busy, and so then I fucking ring in my five top, and he's bitching, 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 and then he gets in my like not my manager, but like my team lead's face, and said, uh, bleeped name, you're an old ass bitch, and I fucking am so tired of fucking dealing with you, just cuss her out, and my my team lead has been there for thirty two years, she don't give a fuck about a fuck. <laughs> She looked at me and she said she said somebody better get him because i'm about to grill his face on that stove <laughs> oh god he fucking yelled at her again this morning and i literally i saw like murder in her eyes it was bad we also had cross
1: stitch group drama oh god <laughs> we both cross stitch and she's she embroiders a little bit i don't i haven't dabbled in it yet mostly because i just don't want to buy linen and i have a bunch of ada <laughs> Um, But we both cross-stitch, and we're both in, like, a few different cross-stitch groups. We're in two of the same ones. Now currently one. (laughs) Because, so, the story goes, there's this girl who put up a post that said sometimes she sees pictures of cross-stitch projects already completed online, and instead of, like, going and looking for the pattern or buying it, she just kind of zooms in on the pictures and follows the stitches by the picture. And then everybody got all up in arms about how you can't do that, and she's an evil piece of shit. And then she made a second post apologizing for what she had said. And I said, people are, like, what did I say? I said, they're overly strict and kind of full of themselves when people don't always follow the exact rules of cross-stitching. And nobody fucking liked that, and I got kicked out of the group. (laughs) For literally no reason. Everybody was like, well, I guess I'm stuck up because I have to be paid for my my artwork. And I was like, no, that's not what I said. And I also made, made the example of, like, what's the difference if I send my friend a PDF file of a pattern of a cross stitch that i already finished and if i send that to my friend and she does it then if i give her a piece of paper that i bought and i was done with it and she does it there's not a difference but the people in the group apparently frown upon sharing online files but paper is like don't they don't give a shit about paper files like it doesn't make any sense
0: they just keep going that's the copyright law yeah like okay fucking tell the fda to come get me
1: yeah, I mean, I it's also dude. the law that you have to be 18 when you're on Facebook, and I started that shit when I was, like, 9, so nobody gives a
0: shit. I think it's 13 to be on Facebook.
1: It was 18 when I start, signed oh. up. Facebook, I, I was listening to a podcast about that yesterday, it was like, Facebook, when it first came out, was for college kids only, yeah. and you needed to have, like, a college email or Were whatever. You
0: listening to Behind the Bastards?
1: It was either Behind the Bastards or Family Plots.
0: Oh, uh, well, Behind the Bastards is a great three-partner on Mark Zuckerberg, and you know why he should die in a fire.
1: Oh, it wasn't the Mark Zuckerberg, so it was probably Family Plots. Um, but, Yeah it's just and then they kicked me out of the group um and she got kicked out of a group today didn't you i didn't
0: get kicked out i did get a warning because somebody posted this fucking thing about (sighs) ladies a, a woman dressed as a police officer is trying to get you to do some illegal drug or fucking something And I said, this is not cross-stitch-related, and it's fake news, so how about you fucking fact-check and keep this shit in your fake news groups where it fucking belongs? And the admin said that I didn't have, like, supportive language or something. I was like, listen, fucking Betty over here who fucking is 92 and can barely see her screen is telling me how I'm gonna get drugged. Yeah, um, but apparently me and a bunch of other
1: people got kicked out, is what she told me from the, Yeah, because she's still in the group. Um, but last cross-stitch ramble, and then we'll actually get to it, um, there was this picture of one cross-stitch that I really liked on Reddit, and some lady was like, I might just have to take some inspiration from this and recreate it, or do something similar to it, and the original creator was like, please don't steal my art, maybe I'll post it for sale sometime later, but please don't steal my art, and I was like, you don't get to tell people not to copy your pattern, or not to, like, take inspiration from your pattern if your pattern is not up for purchase. And maybe that's going to cost some shit. I don't know how y'all feel about cross-stitching, but it <laughs> made me mad.
0: Well, like, the thing is, the a separate debate that was going on was, like, when you find, like, a quote that you like, but you do, like, a different font. Mm-hmm. So you're making your own pattern. And they did the, like, uh, behold my field, the, the field in which I grow my fucks and see that it is barren. And, like, apparently one person posted that, and then somebody else posted it with a different font, and then this person remade it, and they were like, they're all stealing money from the first one. Like, no, clearly they didn't like the first one, and the first one doesn't, like, own that phrase. People have been saying that phrase for years. Like, I have one free cross-stitch font that I got from DMC that I do all of my, like, lettering in, because I like it, but, like, fucking come for me because I wrote, eat my ass, which you own, so, basically, the entire cross-stitch community is completely
1: uptight, um, and they all belong on our slash gatekeeping. Moral a of the story.
0: bunch of old fucking ladies. Yeah.
1: No, it's terrible. But if you want another disappointment, I didn't do a story this week because I'm too a disappointment and had a mental breakdown of bowling about how I couldn't find a fucking story to cover. Um, but I bowled an okay game. <laughs> but I have very interesting ones for next week. I was going to cover- instead of covering a single case, I was going to cover a broad topic- that had like smaller cases in it but then once I started looking into the cases I felt really bad about like rapid firing the cases and not taking time to spend on like the one specific person and just felt really inhumane so I didn't so we're we're just fucking here and I'm shitty and we're talking about cross-stitching for 20 minutes
0: yeah we're just gonna fill it with other stories yeah I finished my abnormal psychology class I think I have like a 86 in it so that's nice so that's done and I'm gonna start my lifespan development class I also am currently failing physical geography, so I gotta go home and do my physical geography homework. I have a 64.
1: I can't help you, because I don't like maps, as we discovered in, like, episode one.
0: Yeah. I also don't like maps. (laughs) I'm not good at learning. You ready to hear just some absolute bullshit? Yeah. I was really hoping that Crystal would come up with like a lighthearted, like, not like, no murder is lighthearted, but like a petty crime or something. Something easy mm. on the palette, because mine is
1: not. Maybe next week. If you guys like enjoy this episode more with just one story instead of two and a
0: lot of banter, we can do that too. Yeah, for definitely. Yeah. All right. My story is about Peter Woodcock. You ever heard of him? Okay. Peter Woodcock was born on March. Oh. I was also really hoping that you would do a case because mine's cheating a little bit because my- he was born this week and died this week, but none of his crimes happened this week. I mean, that's fine. Honestly, it's hard to find crimes that happened exactly this week, so
1: you just gotta find something. I almost did one just because,
0: um, she, like, moved house in March. (laughs) We should've called this, like, vaguely around this time in crime. Yeah. At some point in crime. So, he was born on March 5th, 1939, so he's, like, old as fuck. Not anymore. He's dead. Spoiler (laughs) alert. Uh, His mother, Waita, so Waita Woodcock, was 17 and working in a factory. She tried to care for him for, like, a month. So, like, for a month, she was like, I can be a mom. I got got this. Don't even fucking worry about it. And then, like, he was just, like, such a needy baby, and, like, she could not breastfeed him, so she put him up for adoption. And so, he kind of bounced around through foster homes, and... He was, like, abused in many of his homes, like, to one point where he, like, his neck was, like, sprained or strained or fractured at some point. Yeah. It was injured. Uh, and by the time he was one year old, he was extremely fearful and had incoherent speech, which, like, they said that he made, like, animal noises. At one? Yeah, Do but, like. talk at one? Dexter sure, certainly didn't. Yeah. Because,
1: like, I, I, I have a friend whose baby's, like, th- three, and he's just struggling to make full sentences now, and he's three
0: yeah that's how dexter is and he's about to be thirty. like he really i don't know dexter was speech delayed so yeah so he finally found a permanent family with uh, a couple named frank and susan they had one child like already and then they wanted to adopt one mm-hmm. um so susan became like really attached to peter right away so by the time he was five he was no longer screaming when he was approached so apparently <laughs> this is not Me funny too Honestly. Anybody gets (laughs) within five feet I fucking scream. (laughs) But like apparently before this, like when anybody, including his parents, would just like get close to him, he would just scream incoherently. And like by the time he was five he quit doing that. Which was nice of him. What do you just like scream bloody murder? What do you do? One of those like scream cries. Apparently he just scream. The internet said just screaming. Uh and then he he was started getting bullied by neighborhood kids. Which I mean me fucking do. He often wandered far from home and then, like, he would just, like, start walking Mm -hmm. and just get fucking lost so that the neighborhood kids wouldn't, like, beat him up. And Frank and Susan were really fucking worried about him, so he would- they would take him to the Hospital for Sick Children, which is every hospital. I- apparently that's the name of this hospital. It's fucking Canada. I think. Yeah. Fucking Canadians. Um, he was treated extensively which probably meant like beat honestly woodcock was sent to a private school because he couldn't make any friends at his public school and all the neighborhood kids bullied him so they were like okay well let's put him in private school maybe that'll help spoiler it fucking didn't he got bullied in private school and he was described as an angry little boy which like all little boys oh this was when his violent sexual fantasies appeared he told a social worker I wish a bomb would fall on the exhibition, which was the name of the school, and kill all the children. He was sent to a, a different school for emotionally disturbed children, and that fucking didn't help either. The fucking 40s. <laughs> he began acting out sexually, including claiming to have sex with a girl who was 12 and he was 13, and he said that she consented, but you'll learn later that that probably was not true. When he was 15, he was discharged from this school, so I, they were like- he has made good enough progress. Good enough. Just fucking take him. Yep. He's only a little emotionally disturbed. So his parents put him back in private school. Uh, so once again, spoiler alert, can you guess what happened in private school? Bad shit. Yeah, he got bullied and he couldn't make any friends. <laughs> Who would have fucking thought? Uh, so at 16, he got kicked out of, or left maybe, the exhibition, which was his public his private school, and went to public school. Can you guess what happened? <laughs> he was literally bullied so severely that he left within, like, the month, it said. Like, he... Literally within the month. His, his like, local people, students... i wrote students. I meant, like, peers did not like him. But his teachers, like, did like him. So when he was, like, at the exhibition, I guess, his parents bought him this bike. And he would ride the bike to, like, the far reaches of the city... And pretend to be leading a gang of 500 invisible boys called the Winchester Heights Gang. So, at this point, his parents were like, oh, he's just exploratory, it's fine. Turns out he was sexually assaulting young boys and girls across the city. So, spoiler alert. Terrible. Um, On September 15th, 1956, Woodcock was 17 years old. He was biking around, like, the local private school when he found a 7-year-old boy he was just, you know, attending school. Mm-hmm. As you do. And he lured the boy out of sight and then strangled him to death. He stripped him naked, had bitten him on his calf and butt. Calf? Calf? Calf. 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 Bit him on his leg. <laughs> in his ass. Beneath the, the knee. Yeah. On that fatty part. And then bit That's his not butt. not fat at all. Oh, in right. the back? Yeah, right oh. here.
1: I'm I'm a little fatty. I mean, I was thinking just the bone.
0: <laughs> Slap your leg into the mic. We're gonna clap our thighs together next. <laughs> uh, so he had not been raped, but he had been stripped naked and then redressed, and his face had been like pushed and like grinded in the dirt, and then pennies were scattered around his body like ritualistically, which was like really weird. Uh, So, Toronto police arrested and interrogated a 14-year-old named Ron Moffat and coerced a confession from him. This was the 40s, so when I say interrogated, I mean beat the fuck out of until he was willing to say anything. Uh, He spent the rest of 1956 in prison, or youth detention, and part of 1957. So, on October 6th of 1956, Woodcock was riding his bike in a city called Cabbage Town that where the Cabbage Patch Kids came from? When he picked up nine-year-old Gary Morris on the back of his bike, and he was like, hey, come on, like, we're gonna go to the beach. And he took him to Cherry Beach. He undressed him, bit his throat, and beat him to death. He just likes fucking biting. Yeah. Terrible. Beat him to death while strangling him. He uh, redressed him and then ritually spread paper clips instead of pennies this time, and then... On January 19th, 1957, he approached his third victim, a four-year-old named Carol Boyce. Uh, So, she was found under the Bloor Viaduct and had been choked into unconsciousness, sexually molested, and sexually violated to death. She actually died from blunt force trauma to the vagina, which is just the worst thing I've ever heard. Terrible. Like, when I read that, I was like, oh, God, I gotta find another case. (laughs) It was... It's not good. She was four. You know if you get air in your uterus, you're just dead. I don't know how that works either. So, he was identified by a witness who saw him biking away from the crime scene. Uh, They worked with police to make a composite sketch, which was put on the front page of the Toronto Star. And so, he was then identified and um, arrested. He confessed to all three murders and said, My fear was that my mother would find out. Mother was my biggest fear. I didn't know if the police would let her at me. Like, (laughs) what? What? I murdered three children, but please don't let my mommy spank me. I mean, me too. Uh, despite confessing to all three murders, he was only faced trial for the murder of Carol Voice. He was found not guilty by reason of insanity. I think that was two episodes ago. It was the Kalamazoo episode where we talked about how that's super rare. Like only one percent of cases, at least in the U.S., ever try to use insanity, and only twenty-five percent are successful.
1: Yeah, I think those two episodes ago. Yeah,
0: yeah, something like that. A, a while ago um he was sentenced to oh goodness if you don't mind That's not german no it's not it's french you took french
1: <laughs> I, they didn't
0: teach me how to say this penitengushin mental health center <laughs> terrible oh well while in prison, he was diagnosed as a psychopath, which is now antisocial personality disorder. But you gotta remember, this was in the 50s. And, um... I love a sociopath? They're, they're both. Sociopaths don't exist. <laughs> they don't. Shane Dawson would say otherwise, my dude. Um, nice to know that Shane Dawson is pursuing a degree in this and has taken any classes, not just fucking <laughs> Google University. Oh, I got into a fight with a bitch about kinks versus paraphilias Mm -hmm. because a paraphilia is something that affects your life you know it's like i can only come while looking at pictures of red ruby slippers that affects your life that's a negative sex drive influence like you know it it in some cases it's illegal like pedophilia shit like that it causes distress a kink is something that it not is not in every sex life but is not necessarily deviant dangerous or distressing so like i like to get my ass slapped some people, that is just so fucking beyond for them. We call those people boring. But that's not a that's not a paraphilia. That's not ruining my life. Yeah, I can't only bust it up when I'm getting spanked. But she said, well, my therapist agrees with me, so you should think about another line of work. And I was like, you should think about getting a new therapist and maybe not attending Google University. <laughs> is she
1: not also in your psych class?
0: No, she was on Tumblr. Oh. My psych class was online. I didn't have to talk to any of the people in it, thank God. Um, so, he was subject to personality-breaking techniques, such as taking massive quantities as LSD of LSD and other drug therapies, and dyads. Do you know what a dyad is? It's called... His particular dyad was called the 100-Day Hayden, which is where you take a lot of inmates and you force them to challenge each other's belief systems. Mm-hmm. And... Basically, at the end of it, they either come out better people or worse people. Guess which one this is? Better. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it it only gets worse. Um, so that technique of the dyad was developed by a psychological warfare expert. So Woodcock was a problem inmate. He was a sexual predator and was, like, constantly, basically sexually harassing all the other inmates. And so they, after, like, quite a few years, I think, like, 37 years, they transferred him to a lower-security psychiatric hospital, where he was able to go on field trips to the train museum and the movies. The tree museum? Train museum. Train. Okay. The
1: tree museum. I want to go to the American Sign Museum. That's in, like, that's on Monmouth Street. I thought that was in Fort Mitchell. Uh, Google Maps is on, it's on Monmouth.
0: No, that's the Ventriloquist Museum is in Fort Mitchell, because I used to live near it. And I refused to fucking go. <laughs> um, so while he was here, he changed his name legally to David Michael Krueger, so that way he wouldn't be known as like the. That literally baby just sounds like Freddy Krueger. This is actually before Freddy Krueger, so Freddy Krueger is based on him. So an inmate that he had known from Pentangushin uh, had been released and became a security guard officer at the Ottawa courthouse. Krueger slash Woodcock met up with this inmate bruce hamill who like he he had known while he was in the other psych hospital and like they had hung out and convinced him to help kill another inmate from brockville dennis kerr and he told hamill that an alien brotherhood would solve all of his problems if he helped kruger an alien brotherhood yeah keep in mind this man is a security guard and like clearly mentally unwell uh so on july 13th 1991 bruce hamill purchased a plumber's wrench, a hatchet, knives, and a sleeping bag. And signed Kruger out on his first publicly escorted day pass. So this is like um it's basically like you ever seen Oranges and New Black?
1: No.
0: Okay, well she goes on furlough in it and like basically runs around New York on Supervised. This is kinda like that. Like, basically, they let him go on a field trip overnight from a psych hospital. I have seen the meme where it's this the girl who doesn't
1: understand that Orange is the New Black is a TV show, and the the whole cast is taking a picture of, like, the skyline on top of a skyscraper in New York, and they're like, damn, these se- prisoners really have low security if they're letting them go on
0: field trips to New York. <laughs> in the first hour, Kruger lured Dennis Kerr into the woods next to Brockville, um... With the promise of a loan, he was like, hey, follow me, I got $500 for you. Keep in mind, this man literally has never held a job. Like, he got arrested when he was 17.
1: Mm, $500 sounds fucking
0: great. Yeah. I would do that shit, too, and I have a job. (laughs) Well, no, Kerr... I don't know about Kerr, but I know Kruger didn't have $500 because he had never held a job. He got arrested when he was 17. And anybody who knew who he was would be like, no. (laughs) But this man was, A, like not mentally well, and B, fucking... He doesn't $500. So, he, uh, hit Kerr over the head with the plumber's wrench and proceeded to beat him unconscious. He then attacked him with th- the hatchet and cut him so bad that his head was almost severed. And then, Kruger and Hamill raped the corpse. Kruger left the scene and walked to a police station and turned himself in. Keep in mind, he was, like, raping the, the corpse of a man that he had literally cut into pieces. Isn't that the sodomy? and necrophilia yeah necrophilia. it's not it's not good remember earlier when you asked me if there was any anal in my story <laughs> it's no and so then covered in this man's blood he walked into the police station and said hey i need to report a murder um so he was sent back to penitengushi uh on march 5th and on march 5th 2010 which was his 71st birthday he died of natural causes <laughs> He was described by the Toronto Star just days after his death as a small, pudgy man with tiny hands, weak arms, and an extremely vivid fantasy life, and a talent for manipulation. It just shitty life. Yeah. I just... Ugh, I didn't... It's... It's a good story, but I felt squicky about it. I didn't
1: like it. Talk about a story that made me feel squeaky. Last night, I was playing a video game, and Cody was on Reddit, and he read a story about how this girl was married to this guy and he had a best friend and there was something and she asked the, the husband asked his best friend if he would be a sperm donor for his wife because he couldn't do it Something was wrong with his little willy couldn't like give her a baby um, and the guy was like well now I don't know if I feel comfortable about that because he told this to the wife he was like well actually I'm in love with you and I don't know if I could be your sperm donor because I would want to raise a baby with you she was like that's great because I'm in love with you too and they just like ditched the husband and now they have kids and it makes me feel uncomfy
0: yeah, I don't- I don't like that one, bit. But that was a story this week. Just
1: one of them. I have old notes on an old story, but it's kind of boring. I can tell it to you in two sentences.
0: Go for it. This is Crystal's story.
1: A nursing student and a not-nursing student go to a lover's lane, and then they make out, but then they get murdered instead, and that's all. But it's an unsolved, because they don't know where anybody is. And, like, there's- there's one of those podcasts that, like, the entire podcast investigate the one episode, like, a missing persons podcast- but it's boring oh more interesting stuff my tv is a vizio tv and last night while we were on it trying to get minecraft to work i got an alert that was like your tv is part of a class action lawsuit and you if you fill out a form you may receive between 13 and 31 dollars because apparently vizio had released like the streaming habits of its viewers without proper disclosure within the terms of agreement so they fucked up
0: anyway alright that's enough bullshit for you to edit out. I guess we can end the episode now. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for listening to This Week in Crime, a true crime podcast about crimes that happened this week, but not this year. Yeah. You can find us on on Instagram at This Week in Crime, on Twitter at This Week in Crime, on Tumblr at ThisWeekInCrime.tumblr.com. Right now, we should have, like, graffiti porn posted currently. Yeah, there's porn there. Go look at it before Tumblr takes it down. Yep. Um... You can send us hate mail to thisweekincrime at gmail.com. If you want a Patreon, harass Crystal on our Twitter. Yeah. Actually, if you
1: ever want to talk to her, she's on Twitter, and if you ever want to talk to me, I'm always on Instagram. That's basically how
0: our social media is
1: divvied up. That's why Instagram is dead as well.
0: Yeah, that's, I post on Twitter all the time, because I want you guys to like me. Um, Somebody- ooh, I got a nice comment. I wish I could remember what fucking- platform it was oh i think it was on my personal tumblr they said that they had a crush on our voices that's cute you're fucking deaf but it's fine okay bye bye